Okay, time to talk about the delayed game three of the World Series. It was a, a wait to catch a World Series game in Philly for the first time in over a decade, and damn, did that pay off. I mean, home run Palooza. It started with Bryce Harper in the first, and then you have back-to-back bombs um, from you know, Hoskins and uh, Marsh. Is that right? Yeah. Schwarber and Hoskins. I mean, it was all of them. There was five was home everybody. runs. Brandon Marsh, Reese Hoskins, Kyle Schwarber, Alec Bohm, and Bryce Harper all hitting home runs. Bryce Harper were doing it in the first inning. And I, we said this at the beginning of, of the series. This Philly crowd is going to ignite something in the Phillies offense who came into this game averaging seven runs at home, 5-0 and in Citizens Bank Park. And what did they do? Scored seven, seven runs, runs again. And now, which we're going to talk about later in game four with Nola versus Christian Javier, I want to talk about a little bit of the similarities between Christian Javier and Justin Verlander. What worked for Verlander, what didn't, what Christian Javier can take from those starts. Yeah. But overall, this was just a Philly domination. And it wasn't yeah. even just on offense. The Phillies could have just sat there with that Bryce Harper two-run home run, and they would have won. This is also a story of the Astros not being able to hit anything. It, it's a two-parter, right? It's the Phillies putting up seven run and putting up seven runs and, and the Phillies not allowing a single run on the other end. So we're going to talk about the seven, and then we'll talk about the zero here. Uh, Jack Peter, just baseball show. This is Wednesday, November 2nd. Um, as we prep you for game four, everything pushed back. But yeah, it was it was Bryce Harper who took just like a nothing curveball and sent it into oblivion in the first inning, mm-hmm. his sixth homer of the postseason. That is the postseason lead. And then in the bottom of the second, Alec Bohm obliterated the baseball. And then it was Brandon Marsh on a ball to right center. And then in the fifth, it was Kyle Schwarber uh, and Reese Hoskins against McCullers. I mean, it was it was bombs away. So Schwarber had the postseason lead in homers with six for for all but four innings. And then his teammate Reese <laughs> Hoskins matches him. So this team has been built on the long ball, right? They, this was what the free agency period told us about the Philadelphia Phillies. It's, oh, it's going to be Harper, Hoskins, Castellanos, Schwarber, Rio Muto. They're all going to hit at least 20 homers. Chances are a couple of them are going to hit 30 to 35 to 40. Schwarber led the National League in homers. We know what Bryce Harper does. We know what Reese Hoskins can do. I mean, there was just so much thump in this lineup in March. And here we are in November talking about the thump in this lineup. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it carries over into the World Series, right? And we've rattled off so many stats before about teams that normally hit the most home runs in these series often win these ball games because it's just really hard to string together hits in the playoffs. And the Phillies, 
I think um, John Smoltz was talking about on the broadcast. Uh, he was like, I don't know the exact stat, but I'm going to go with this is the most runs scored by a team in a World Series game that didn't never put a runner in scoring position. Like the Astros put plenty of runners in scoring position. They had multiple innings where there was runners on first and second or second and third, and none of their guys ever came up big, especially in that fifth inning, which I really want to talk about with Ranger Suarez. It was... And another just great decision by Rob Thompson. I love what he's been doing. He's been managing this series beautifully. I mean, outside outside of like if I told you, Jack, that the Phillies would be up two to one in the series after Nola and Wheeler both gave up five earned runs in their start, you would have called me crazy because you you would have been like, Well, how did they win those games? Well, Ranger Suarez came in and threw five shutty. And I was in my article, you know, when I was trying to predict the game, I had the first five over. And it wasn't just because I was like, I think the Phillies are going to score early and often against McCullers, against the slider, and they've been at home, how good the offense has been. But they match up so well against Rangers War as a sinker. Against left-handed sinkers, the Astros as a team ranked number one in ex-Woba, 407. Freddie Freeman had a 403 ex-Woba on the season. Like, that's how good they were. And what did Ranger Suarez do? He located with a fastball. He used the fastball a lot. He was surgical. He reminded me of Framber. He literally Frambered the Astros. He gave it right back to them. And then in that spot where Jose Altuve came up with runners in scoring position, instead of going to the righty in the bullpen, Rob Thompson stuck with Ranger. And he got that little poop, like, little ditzy little pop-up to Reese Hoskins to end the inning. And that just gave the Phillies that mm, that they needed. And it gave Ranger a lot of confidence. You could see they ran back in the dugout and immediately scored in that bottom of the fifth inning. They they That's where a lot of the runs came to. Overall, domination by the Phillies, nothing burger from the Astros. It's 27-year-old Ranger Suarez. 14 and two thirds innings in this postseason. He's got a one, two, three ERA. I mean, he's got a better ERA in the postseason than Zach Wheeler. He's got a better ERA in the postseason than Aaron Nola. Ranger has been, uh, I don't want to say the best because Wheeler has been the best pitcher for the Phillies in the postseason, but, but I, you can't deny like, the number. Like it's, it's the most consistent results coming from Ranger Suarez right now and, and much shorter leash for him. I mean, how can you script this? A game that the Phillies throw, Ranger Suarez, Connor Brogdon, Kyle Gibson, Nick Nelson, and Andrew Bellotti. They win 7 nothing. I think this... uh, What's the story of the playoffs so far? Is it the Phillies' bullpen on top of Ranger 2? Have they allowed a run? In in this series, in this series, have uh, they allowed a run? Let me let me go back and. Look I don't here. think they have, Jack. If you think about it, Aaron Nola allowed those five earned runs. Phillies won six to five. Zach Wheeler allowed five earned runs. They lost five to two. Then they won seven zero last night. I don't think the Phillies bullpen has allowed run, and Nick Castellanos should win the Gold Glove in right field. This is the complete opposite of everything we talked about with the Phillies. We knew uh, the offense would show up. Like, if I told you, Jack, this, I just can't get over this. If I told you that the starting pitching for the Phillies, not Ranger, but Wheeler and Nola would be the problem, and they'd be up 2-1, you would have called me insane. 
Philly's bullpen hasn't allowed a run in the World Series <laughs> through three games. Like it's the Astros lineup. Yeah. It's and that's it's credit to Thompson putting the right guys in the right spots, but it's also credit the Phillies bullpen. They have been so good. All of them. There hasn't been one guy who, when he came in, I had a lack of confidence in. Bilotti's pitching well. Brogdon's pitching well. Even Nick Nelson, of all people, giving it his all. Dude, you gave you Kyle, one scoreless. Did Kyle Gibson not freak the shit out of you when he came in? I, there was no one who I was like, when Kyle Gibson came in, I was like, okay, here come the runs, maybe. But I wasn't like, oh, no, this is going to be a disaster. Yeah. They're yeah. throwing strikes, saying Astros hit it. That's why Ranger is such a breath of fresh air, too. Working quickly, throwing strikes, goes 0-2 on every single Astros hitter. But that's about been Wheeler battling. and Nola all postseason, too. That, that's all three of those, like, three-headed monster in the starting rotation. Not nibbling, just here, take yeah. it. Let's see if you can hit it. Yeah. And I they mean, can't. Nola throws more pitches in the strike zone than, like, really any starting pitcher in baseball. Zach Wheeler yeah. is a guy that is not afraid of anybody within the strike zone. And Ranger Suarez has, has unlocked this new level of confidence where it, you're right it, it's Framber-esque it's here's a bowling ball try and do something with it and and as of this postseason not many guys can do anything with it so nope um <laughs> five of the Phillies seven hits left the ballpark yes they needed That's... one to leave last night and and five of them left and I mean, they didn't have another extra base hit. This is Brandon just what Marsh they're another. This is what they're doing at Citizens Bank. I don't even think we should be all that surprised, right? Should we be that surprised, dude? That I mean, Phillies offense that has a nine seventy five OPS at home going into that game with twelve home runs, hit a no. bunch of home runs. This is the mo. This just might not stop. Why would it stop? Shouldn't be surprised. But what did you make of Lance McCullers? Well, are we going to talk about him tipping pitches? The thing that at, at least one thing per series, like, and you know, when Bryce Harper, he hits that home run and he immediately goes to Alec Bohm. He says, come here, tells him something under his breath. Alec Bohm immediately hits the home run on an off-speed pitch. Then they have those in dugout interviews where they're like, Hey, Alec, what did Bryce tell you? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. He uh just gave me, you know, that's between us is what he said. It's between us. I bet he said this is what he's doing. And I got a bunch of DMs about stuff. You want to read them? Because I looked into it more. And the one that I was sent made the most sense to me when I went and looked back. Um, This is from Noah. I, I don't want to mispronounce his last name. B-I-E-N. Just he's at 70, spelled 77 NB. I think the left heel at his balance position is the most convincing throughout the start. Tighter to his right leg, meaning off speed, more space in between, meaning fastball. Also, his glove height and leg kick seem higher at his balance position on off-speed pitches compared to fastballs. And I got a bunch of DMs about all this different stuff, like, look at this, look at this. That was the best way to describe it. So I didn't want to just, like, take that and 
because that's exactly what happened. I want to shout out Noah. Thank you for sending me that. That's exactly what he was doing. Now, was it egregious? But it definitely gave the Phillies an edge. Like, I don't think there, I don't think there's a question that between off speed and fastball, he looked different. I went and looked back to it. It was even kind of telling on the broadcast when you were watching it live. Like once I got that, I really looked into it. He was tipping his pitches, or at least it looked like it to me. So the the thing that went viral like early in the game was was a screenshot of his leg kick at at quote unquote the same point in two different pitches and um yeah it was it was what higher and the glove was higher for breaking balls and it was you know lower and more subdued for fastballs um that looked but it wasn't just that it was how he set up too i know i know so i it's hard to fully validate that it was like glove hand being higher or like knee being higher on breaking balls because you might just be like one split second off on those screenshots but he, he, I think Jeremy Frank put this out too. Like there, there was variance, you know, like throughout the entirety of the start here. Like he was, he was varying his knee heights and his glove hand heights, and all that. But um, interesting note about about his uh, his his lift leg, about his foot, whether it was pointed down or pointed up on that, because that's just not something that um, I saw. It's it's tough to tell if a guy's tipping pitches, but if the fan is picking up on it, if Twitter is picking up on it in a start, guarantee you the Phillies are picking up on it because the Phillies see way more pitchers than the typical fan does. And also, I mean, it's got to help that uh, Lance McCullers won't throw a fastball to a lefty. Yeah. So they're just sitting on breaking balls anyway. You got to switch it up a little bit. I mean, so not only is he probably tipping pitches, but he's not varying it much. Phillies hitters can just sit back and wait on one of those hanging sliders, which McCullers was doing a lot of. I came into the start expecting Lance McCullers to have a little bit of command issues. And I think it was evident in the first inning. Ranger Suarez got through the first inning in nine pitches. Lance McCullers first at bat against Kyle Schwarber's six pitch walk. Couldn't really get anything in the strike zone. Even he went down, I think it was 3-0, battled back. One of those pitches could have been ball four anyway. So in my opinion, it looked like he threw five balls that at bat. And then it just unraveled from there. And then Bryce Harper hit that home run. And it almost seemed like the game was over. One of the loudest crowds ever. I mean, the decibels in that system must have been through the absolute roof. Imagine the intoxication in Philly. Day after, (laughs) day after uh, an Eagles, or like a couple days after an Eagles win and Halloween. Holy yingling. Around the world. And I loved it. Great day, Not- terrible day to be a Yingling. Um, yeah, Pedro <laughs> terrible Martinez. Day to be a Yingling. Yeah, Pedro Martinez on MLB Network said, "I was surprised it was that drastic in regard to him tipping pitches." Pedro believed that he was tipping pitches. Uh, Lance McCullers was asked post game if he was tipping pitches, um, or if he <laughs> believed that he was, and he said, "Quote: I'm not going to sit here and say anything like that. I got whooped. End of story." Um, he probably was like I to some that. degree. Yeah. I respect that from McCullers. To some degree, he was, but you're right, man. Like it's predictable. I mean, it was it was a nothing breaking ball yeah. in the first inning to Bryce Harper, and and if he's not going to see a fastball, he'll sit on a dud. Bryce Harper's yeah. so good, dude. I mean, like that was the first pitch he saw of the game, and it was a get me over curveball. 
you think you can get away with a get me over curveball to the hottest hitter on the planet and the hottest hitter we've seen in the postseason in years? And what's crazy is like you're right about Bryce Harper being one of the hottest hitters, but they have so many of them that were just sitting on the same thing. Same thing. It was it was not that hard unless McCullers was perfect with his location on those couple of pitches. They were home runs. They were middle. They were getting sent to the moon. And that's exactly what happened. McCullers Man. had to be perfect. And even when he was perfect, he was telling them what was coming. Yeah. It was it was from the first inning. It was like, this is over. I would have taken him out earlier if I were Dusty. But, I mean, what are you going to do, right? I mean, they put yeah. even put in Urquidy. He did perfectly fine. He threw three. He could have yeah. put in Luis Garcia. They could have put in Hunter Brown. If it was, if it wasn't as immediate a bombardment as it was, I do think that Dusty would have made the move earlier. But possibly, I mean that that game got at, at really out of hand really quick. So yes, it did get out of hand quickly, but like so it was four zero after two innings. I. Pr- and then, but then, you know, we put up two goose eggs in the end, and then in the fifth inning, um, okay, third okay. time through the order. Like, I just wouldn't have let him pitch that fifth. I wouldn't have let him go third time because the Astros at that point, it's the fourth inning. The internet is going crazy that saying McCullers is tipping her pitches. You have so many bullpen arms. I think he should have taken him out. I really do. I mean, hindsight's 2020. We're sitting here the the morning after talking it through so it's easy to say that but i will say that during the game i said i had the first five over jack and i was like please leave mccullers out there please because he's going to allow runs and he did so i should be the manager of the astros (laughs) That's one way to put it. Um, I had no idea the Ranger wasn't going to allow runs to the uh, to the Houston Astros, but but that's that. And and here we are, Phillies up two one on Houston. Game four tonight, eight o'clock at Citizens Bank Park. Christian Javier and Aaron Nola. The rain out on Sunday or on Monday did a good thing for Philly. Really helped them. It really really helped them. Because it was going to go Syndergaard, then Ranger, then Nola. Now it's going Ranger, then Nola, then Syndergaard. And then mm-hmm. game three is going to be Wheeler. I game thought six. this uh, game six. Yeah. I thought that the rainout was going to be like their get out of jail free card with having to start Noah Syndergaard. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure why they're still budgeting him into their plans, but I'm not going to question Rob Thompson at this point. You know what's funny? The more I did research, like just on regular season data, Syndergaard seemed like a better matchup against the Astros than Ranger did. Because the Astros have been not only one of baseball's best against lefties, against Suarez's pitch mix, against Syndergaard's pitch mix, not as much. Plus Syndergaard during the regular season, much better command than Ranger did. But then what we saw from Rangers, he didn't throw a ball basically all night. Yeah, They couldn't hit him. So I don't necessarily think that Syndergaard's just going to get demolished out there. And especially when you have a Phillies bullpen that the Astros just can't hit. 
Like, I'm not calling that an auto loss. But at the same time, I know in the Phillies locker room, what they're saying is, this is a must-win game. That's what it feels like to me. But on the same side, the Astros are saying, this is as must-win as possible, right? But I'm, I'm... the only reason I'm saying it, it's it feels like more must win for Philly because I know the Astros are looking at Game Five saying we have Noah Syndergaard against Justin Verlander. Correct, but um, Verlander Verl- has also struggled, so it's it's a tough one. It's it's going to be awesome. Verlander has not been officially named the Game Five starter um, at this point. I think he has. Has yeah, yes, I think no, so. It's a TBD. He hasn't yet. No. Mm. I thought they I thought they put him in. No, it's a TBD. Like it's going to be Verlander. It, it what if it's Arquiti? <laughs> no, it won't be. Promise. Um, give him some credit, though. He shocked. Yeah. No, I'll give Verkiti credit. He threw great in, in mop up duty yesterday. Uh, no, I mean, so this is tough. Um, I feel so much better if I'm Philly, if Noah Syndergaard starting a game up 3 1 than starting a game tied 2 2, starting a game 5. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, Two two, me? and I'm running Noah Syndergaard out there. I'm not <laughs> sleeping the night before. Yeah, three one. Like, like, okay, we'd like this one. You're not throwing Thor. You're throwing Noah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Noah. I Noah's I not you. that menacing a name. No, he's not. Um, and I really want to talk about. So what I'm writing now, in my article is, and you'll as you're listening to this, my picks will, might be out by the time you're listening to this. Christian Javier and Verlander are very similar in their pitch mix. Yes. And Phillies did just fine off Justin Verlander. Now, is that a result of Verlander in the World Series and his 607 ERA now? And then he just hasn't performed. But what we know from Verlander and Javier is they are fastball slider curveball. So the Phillies have seen this pitch mix before and done really well off it. But Javier is coming off that five and a third one hit domination of the Yankees. Yeah. But then I think to myself, Jack, didn't we know that was coming anyway? Christian Javier owns the Yankees. Will he own the Phillies in a citizens bank park? Christian Javier is a very young pitcher. If I'm not mistaken, this is his first world series start. Even though the Astros seem to be there every single year, he's been yeah. mostly doing swingman duties. This is a very tough environment for Christian Javier to go into in a must-win game for the Astros against Aaron Nola, who's bound to make an adjustment, right? He's got to stop throwing the sinker. The Astros destroy his sinker. The fastball and the knuckle curve is what was getting the job done for Nola. It's this sinker that he leaves in the zone that the Astros are just destroying. If I'm him, I'm not canning the sinker, but I'm throwing it far less. I'm mixing in my cutter. I'm mixing in my changeup. I'm not throwing that sinker in the zone anymore if I'm Nola. Make the adjustment, Nola, because the past two starts for him have not been good. First two, unbelievable. Last two, hasn't gotten out of the fifth inning and has allowed five earned runs or more in both of those starts. He has home, to make the adjustment. I think home is going to help him. I, I do. And I think that he's I would hope so. a pitcher to have three bad starts in a row in the postseason. I, I totally agree with you. And like right now, I'm leaning Philly's money line again. So the only reason I push back is because I don't think right-handed hitters for the Phillies are going to do anything against Christian Javier. You could I mean, be Javier's right. been dialed the fuck in this postseason. He's got a one three five ERA this postseason. I agree, and Javier's been better against righties. Like he he has been, I you could say he's besides Framber, he's the best pitching option the Astros have. 
at I this mean, moment, is, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this moment, I agree. Like this is. Don't think of Christian Javier as this former swingman. He is one of the best pitchers in the American League. Let's not get it twisted. So here's the thing. Like Verlander, yes, obviously he struggles in the World Series historically, and he has, quote-unquote, struggled this postseason. Um, and he has. Like he doesn't have that great of a postseason ERA. Um, neither does Nola. No, Four, neither five, does seven. Nola. Um, it, but the thing is you only get like four chances, five chances. It, yeah, if you're but this is a four-start sample at this point. Yeah. Four, five, seven for Nola. That's just yeah. it's just the reality. Yes. Um, I I'd say the the drop between one and four is minuscule from from Verlander from postseason Verlander to Christian Javier. Like there's hardly really any drop off right now. The Astros are running out four of kind of the same guys skill wise. I would almost say that there's a drop off from Javier to Verlander at this point. <laughs> no, well, <laughs> no, nope, can't say it. Can't we'll say see. It. We'll see. But would I mean? Would you be surprised if Javier throws a shutout and Verlander couldn't get through five? Not in the slightest. Not exactly. The slightest. That's what I'm saying here. That's why I'm saying there's almost no drop off. So how tight of a leash do you think Javier's on? Because that's my thing. Like Dusty went to Ryan Stanek for two outs and then Jose Arquiti for three after McCullers. Um, so he's got an entirely rested bullpen after the rain out in the travel day. He's got two swingmen at his disposal in Luis Garcia and Hunter Brown. I mean, Javier, I think, is going to go at least five. But if he doesn't, what's the first move? Is it Brown and then Garcia? Is it Garcia, then Brown? And then you also have Montero and Neris and Brian fucking Abreu, who's so good, and Ryan Presley. Like, there's so much pitching here, but the bats need to do the bats yeah. need to hold their uh, up their end of the bargain. It's hard to think that they won't. They're also going in confidently thinking that, you know, whatever Aranola gives us, we can hit. Um, but I agree with you. This Phillies offense at home is unfucking believable. Yeah. So no matter how well Javier pitches, the Phillies could just send one out of the park. And when you say against righties, you're right. But Schwarber could hit one lefty. Harper could hit one. Bryce Harper's left handed. How about Brandon Marsh standing on his head? How about Bryson Stott as well? It's not an Astros lineup that's predominantly right handed outside of Tucker and Jordan, who also have not been hitting. Jordan is is cold right now. Tucker is over in his last two games. Uh, Tucker's hit the ball hard, but they haven't landed. Yeah, I assume one's going to land one soon, but. If your lefties in the lineup aren't hitting for the Astros and then you're just, it's a bunch of righties all in a row, David Hensley's the only guy doing anything. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, he had one hit, which is sick. But I loved a text that we got from Ethan Badowski. It was great stuff for us. He said, Call me a casual, but who the fuck is David <laughs> Hensley and why is he DHing in the World Series? You mean the 6 6 LSU product? Fair question, honestly. No, fair Very question. Fair question. I, we've barely seen him. He, how many at bats does? When I was looking at David Hensley's stats before the beginning of the uh, of the playoffs, I was like, I think this guy's sixty eight bats. Yeah, it was I the mean, most Astros move. They and put it's him not in like DH he's a top ten prospect single. in their system. Yeah, it's, no, he's twenty six rounder. Yeah, I mean Hensley, uh, <laughs> that I'm I'm totally with him. Like, who is that guy? Um, but that was kind of Chaz McCormick, right? Like that was kind of Jake Myers a couple of years ago. 
McCorm or Chaz um, is the Astros like best hitter right now. But yeah. it's funny. So Hensley made his debut August 27th and over in the 2022 regular season, he had 29 ABs, but he had 10 hits at 1,027 OPS. And Arb was like, this guy crushes lefties. And I was like, Arm, you're right. But he's got a 1,127 OPS against righties too. The dude just rakes. Uh, I don't dude know rakes in, really, but he rakes. Dude rakes in, what, 35 plate appearances. Fucking rakes. Who cares? Ashless had the data. They were like, he's getting a hit off Suarez at his first AB. Look what he did. Damn. No one else could. Boy, how do you see this game shaking out? God, man, I'm still riding. Like, I'm still torn. I. It's just like, how can you bet against the Phillies at home right now? Right? If they're going to take yeah. two of three... Do you think it's more likely they take this game or the Noah Syndergaard start? They take. This I think game. it's more likely they take this one. Um, like what can you do? It's 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 one of those games where it's like Phillies just blew them out. The flip flopping. You assume Astros are gonna just gonna win this game because if that's what's playoff baseball. But what this team is averaging seven runs a game going into this, and they put up seven runs again on five homers. What? And now they have Nola, who's probably going to make the adjustment again, who, although he got hit up in his first start of the postseason against the Astros, he did take a perfect game into the seventh inning in the last start of the regular season in minute made. Now it goes back to Citizens Bank making the adjustment. Is he going to lose? Javier, young starter, as good as he's been, and he's done it in big spots. He did it in Yankee Stadium, but Yankee Stadium ain't Citizens Bank. Not even close it feels like I lean towards the Phillies, but, but I'm still I'm still going through it. Um, probably my least confident play, like last night, my most confident play was the over through the first five. Yeah. My least confident is probably this game because you can make an argument for both sides. Jack, if you came to me and said, look at how bad Nola's pitched, right? How well will the Phillies bullpen do again in this type of scenario when the Astros have to win this game? When Javier's been one of their best pitchers, when they're due for an offensive outburst, I'd be like, you're right. But then if you said, Peter, dude, Aaron is going to make the adjustment. Philly's offense can't be stopped, and they're at home, and this is also somewhat of a must-win because they know they have Syndergaard going to game five. I'd be like, you're also right. Like, th- It's just however you're feeling. How do you feel? I don't know. Rob Thompson can allocate nine innings to Nola, Dominguez, Alvarado, and Robertson, and Eflin, if he wants. That is that's tough his, to beat. That that's his A team. I I think any way you slice it, and you look at home field advantage, you look at Nola bouncing back, you look at um, Harper and Schwarber possibly getting to a cement mixing slider from Javier. You say, okay, like I guess I would lean that the Phillies win and they go up three one, but because of that, like. My my lower intestine is saying like Astros. You know what I Me mean? Me too. It's that's the thing about baseball. Like at, at some point, you gotta say, Well, I'm probably super fucking wrong. <laughs> and and that's how I feel at this point. Like there are a lot of scenarios that I'm just like that are zipping through my head right now, and they all are coming up Phillies, 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 and they jump ahead 3-1, and then Houston is down 3-2 going back to Houston. And because every scenario is coming up Phillies internally, 
That's why I externalize Astros because I don't trust myself like that. <laughs> I don't think anybody trusts themselves like that. You know what I mean? Like, but that's World Series baseball. Whatever you think is going to happen, probably not. The opposite. The opposite. That's why I like playing totals. I'm just like, do I think they're going to score? I don't know who or when, but Somebody, they're going to score. Gonna score. Yeah. Like, for example, I did all of this research, Jack. I was like, couldn't be a better matchup for the Astros. The sinker, how well they hit it. The rest of his pitches. This is, this is. I know the Phillies are going to score, but I know the Astros are going to score. What happens? Ranger score is basically throws a perfect game outside of a couple seeing-eye singles, right? That's playoff baseball at its finest. What if I told you that going into the series, Nick Castellanos would make four diving catches and Alec Bohm would look like a vacuum at third base? You'd be like, shut up. Like you would be, sh- you would say, shut up, Peter. Yeah. Like you're going that's off like, the rails. That's the joking shit that I would say. Like when I just yeah. try and deadpan sarcasm, it's like, I think Alec Bohm is going to be a gold glove caliber third baseman this week. And Nick Castellanos is going to save base hits out there and right. Yes. He's going to accumulate three outs above average this week. Yes. He would have a better playoff series on defense in three games than his entire 2022 season. Yeah, I mean, like that, but that's what we're fucking looking at, dude. It makes no sense, but here we are. Makes no sense. That's why it's the best sport in the world is because you can't. It's it's the most unscripted game possible and with the most data to back it. And because you get an environment like Philly. That's the thing. You're you're not getting this environment in any other sport. That's why I'm almost thinking, could the Phillies just win in five? No. God. No. It's you, No, right? No Absolutely, way. Absolutely, yes, Abs- yes, they can. Yes. Probably will now. they can. No shot they do, dude. <laughs> yeah. No shot. But they can totally win in five. Yeah. Like, there's no way they do it, but they probably do. Yeah. No, they no, they absolutely do. There's not a doubt in my mind that the Phillies win in five. But the uh, Astros are gonna win in seven. <laughs> um dude, I score prediction for this one? Like Yeah. Um more homers. Probably. I would I think the <laughs> I think the Phillies win four to three. And I have no confidence in that. I think the Astros are going to win 5-1. Okay. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's you're relying on Christian Javier to give you another great start in a hostile environment when Philly has all the momentum. Yes. Could happen. Or Philly's taken an early lead. Nola looks good, not great. Like I'm just thinking, what's the most likely scenario? Is that the f- is that in a hostile environment, a young pitcher like Christian Javier, who has a similar pitch mix to a hitter they already to a pitcher they already crushed, comes in and dominates, or f- the Phillies bats just stay hot in an environment they're incredibly comfortable in, and Aaron Nola makes an adjustment. Like, yeah. what's more likely? It seems that that the latter is more likely. But, but Javier doesn't need to be And that's all I can do is like a betting man, right? Is play the more likely scenario. Yeah, but or you could we already be surprised see at all if Javier just shoves 
and the Astros tie it up. I wouldn't that, be shocked at all. That's the thing. Like Javier's arsenal allows him to not have to be perfect in order to succeed. Like he's got such a high spin fastball. He's got so such a high spin slider. He has gross stuff. His fastball's gross. If your fastball's gross, you can get away with mistake fastballs. If it's just gross, and you can get away with mistake sliders. And that's not Lance McCullers. Lance McCullers needs to be perfect with his breaking ball, especially when you know that the breaking ball is coming. With Javier, yeah. he can go to any of the two pitches that he goes to for the overwhelming majority of the time. Fastball slider at any point. And you're playing a guessing game, and they're both elite pitches. So, yes, he's a young arm, but he's a young arm that can almost overthrow and still have success. And we'll see. Um, but do you agree with me, though? Like, what's the more likely scenario? Is that the Phillies bats stay hot and Aaron Nola makes the adjustment, or that Christian Javier shuts them down completely and the Astros get to Aaron Nola again? I think the Phillies win this game 15 to 12. <laughs> Maybe or one zero. Most, I think that's the most <laughs> likely outcome. Also, as we end this show, I'd like to shout out my co-host Jack McMullen. He is off two, maybe three hours of sleep. I'll give myself. So three. We'd like to give him a clap because he was at Ball State just observing defense in the MAC, and then comes back, has a five-hour bus ride home, hops on the mic, gets to bed at six in the morning. We started recording at 9 a.m., press the record button, and he's giving you his best shot. Dudes, okay, so you're going to hear this. I, I'm i posting this on Megaphone, which will in turn spit it out to Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I'm going to be in fetal position under like 10 layers, and you might not hear from me until 3 p.m. So uh, I'll be in the lab. Hey, uh, Carson Steele, I don't know if you caught any action last night. You were probably locked in on the World Series. Ball State I, running back. I wasn't Carson watching Steel. an ounce of football. And on my timeline, you know, all the betting people I love to follow, they're like, oh, yeah, the match. And I'm like, I couldn't, I, I could have four TVs and they're all just going to be the World Series right now. Okay. So I'll be at Toledo next week, eight o'clock ESPN, Ball State at Toledo. That's going to be the kind of the game that decides the Mac West here. Is that the game of the year? I think so. Carson Steele running back. Mr. Football in Indiana in 2021. Wow. Only Division One offer was Ball State. He goes. He was passed over by all the Power 5 schools locally. This dude cleans 300 pounds, squats 675. They cap him at 675. He's got 7% body fat. Grew up with a pet alligator. Name is Crocky J. Um he he was listed on like the athletics like freak list, one of the biggest freaks in college football. This guy 190 yards rushing and and a couple of touchdowns yesterday. I mean, he's a freakazoid. So when you turn on Maction next week, remember I told you about Carson Steele, okay? And remember the voice that you're listening to, which is my co-host Jack McMullen. That'll do it for this episode of the Just Baseball Show. Make sure you use code October15. To get 15% off Just Baseball merch is the best way to support this podcast. And we still have our Manscaped link live. Use 20% off um, Manscaped. Use code JBSHOW, all caps. That is also in our episode description. We're going to keep covering the World Series and giving you our best shot because the best part about baseball is it is completely unscripted. And everything we say here might not even matter. We could analyze it for hours, just like I analyzed Rangers Wars' matchup against the Astros. I said he was going to get crushed. What did he do? Five innings. Three hits, four Ks, domination. 
What could happen today? We have no idea. And that's the best part about baseball. So with that, thank you, everybody. 10-9 Astros in 14 innings.